You've been listening to Fourth Cut Reviews. Stay tuned, and more maniacal offerings will be presented to you by Chris and crew. people of earth welcome to a brand new episode of fourth cut reviews a movie podcast where we review all our favorite movies and maybe some that aren't so great but we're doing this for you guys and with me today is my co-host chris conforti how are you buddy i'm doing well can we just talk about how cool it is to have tony todd lead us in to a movie about Candyman? uh oh my god uh, it's amazing. I, it's like the most fitting thing like, I feel like we've done. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like everything we ever done, like this is the coolest stuff. Like this is amazing. I it still blows my mind that we get like who like all these people to give us shout outs. But then when you get like people like Tony Todd, who is like literally an icon, you know, to, like we love him. So like to us it was like Ah, he's in all of our favorite stuff. And... I know, and this is like his, his pretty well his, I mean, he's in other movies too, of course, he's in like Platoon, but this is pretty much his claim to fame, I would say, and especially in the horror genre. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. And then, you know, like Final Destination, The, yeah, he's, the Rock, he's... and yeah, he's in like a ton of stuff. And um... Wishmaster. Yeah, he's, he's oh, in... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Wishmaster. Oh, yeah, that was like the dream team of, uh, Horror, I think of it. Kane Hodder's in it, Robert England, Andrew yep. Devoff, of course, plays Wishmaster, and yeah, Tony, Tony Todd is in it as well. Yeah. I, so, yes, today, for the audience listening at home, we are reviewing the 2021 Candyman. I don't know if, I, well, the exciting, the most exciting thing about this is Chris literally just got out of the movie theater. He went to see it tonight, and you just got home, what, like 20 minutes ago? Just about 20 minutes ago, I got home. So my, my opinion on it will be fresh. Yeah, and I, I went to see it Friday, the opening day. And so the cool thing about this is this is the first time we're actually talking about it, uh, like, face to well, not really face-to-face, because I'm in Ocean City, and you're back in PA. <laughs> but, like, we – I. We're like, oh, let's just save everything. Just as soon as you watch the movie, let's talk about it. And so you literally just got out. And I don't even know if you like it or dislike it. I have no idea. So and vice Chris, versa. I really don't know either. <laughs> well, you're saying, I know that you, you, you said that you watched and you'd go see it again. That doesn't necessarily mean it's for a good reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into it. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh you can go first, and then we'll see where we where I'm at with it. So I, I there were things I really did like about it. I, I'm I'm of the opinion more so that I liked it more so than I disliked it. I feel like they threw a whole lot at you, 
in one movie. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I, I do feel like they threw an awful lot at you. And at times I was kind of glancing around and it seemed like a little bit of people were kind of like, you know, trying to like keep track of it. But overall, I mean, I thought it was a really good movie. A lot of times when you see these movies that come out that like the new trend is making sequels to the original, right? And just kind of disregarding all the other ones, which is what I thought this was going to be, but it really isn't. It, I mean, as far as I understand, it seems like all of the movies that are in the Candyman series, one, two, and three, are still canon for this. This just plays a little bit more homage and a little bit more attention to the original one, which, of course, is amazing. Yeah. So I came out of this movie. So I watched this movie, and I stayed all the way through the end credits and everything. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why you should do that, too. I watched this movie, and I loved it. Like, I seriously, like, I loved all the characters in it, especially, like, the main guy, Anthony McCoy, and in his girlfriend, like, they were both amazing. And I, and, and I love their arcs, and yeah, I love the story itself. And I, I, there's maybe, like, one little thing that <laughs> threw me a little bit, but... It, it did not crush the movie for me at all. I loved it. Like, I came out of this and I was like, I want to see that again at least three or four more times. And I don't want to spoil I, I don't want to, like, pump it up too much for you, Chris, when I came out of it. So that's why I was like, I'll just say this. I'll go, I would definitely go see that again. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved they definitely referenced the first one heavily. Like, uh-huh. if you go into this, it's not a remake at all. It is, like, a sequel. So, but you can literally watch this movie and be okay and not, like, know about the first movie, like the 92 movie. You can literally watch this on its own and you would be like, wow, that's cool. And then you could go back and watch, like, the other Candymans and be like, wow, that's really neat. Like, they literally tie that first one in so well. Yeah, man, I, I came out of it and I literally loved it. Uh, there was a lot of things I really liked about it because I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah. But, so going- I think they, I think the first one, right, I, I, I would recommend if you're going to watch this movie, you don't need to see the first one, but I just, I watched the first one again for like the 90th time before going to see this one. And it, it just, it just clicks a little bit differently when you watch the first one going into this and that's in a good way it's not in a bad way it's in a good way so i would i would recommend if you haven't seen the original candy man or you haven't seen it in a little bit or you just want to you know just do something before going to see this new movie it wouldn't hurt you to watch the original one because it's just gonna click it's gonna hit a little bit differently if you watch these two back to back now, there's a lot of things I, I, I really did like about it. I thought the story was really, really, really good. It was yeah. one of those movies I felt like they they really paid homage to some of the other, like the other two Candyman, too. Uh, I like the fact that um, Anthony McCoy is a artist. 
which is what uh, the lead character is in Candyman 3. She's she's an artist. That's kind of telling the story of Daniel Robitaille. So I think it's actually a really cool idea that they made the main character an artist in this one, who now is, it seems like he's kind of in, what would you say, kind of like a writer's block. I'm not sure what they call that for artists. Oh, but it yes. seems like that's that's what he's in, like our lead character. And mm-hmm. he's trying to he's trying to find some type of motivation. And he finds it in the story of Candyman, which I thought was a really interesting take. It was a really good homage to it. Now, some of the other things that I will, I'm, I guess it's kind of spoilers, not really. So I'm going to try to stick away from that. But this, this story, I feel like, doesn't really follow Daniel Robitaille as much as it follows a new Candyman that was created, which is the, um, a fellow by the name of Sherman. Yeah. So for the listeners at home, that's the, in credits, do a really good job. They yeah. use, like, the silhouettes to tell, like, the story of, like, the Candyman legacy. So uh, so they show the different different um, Candymen or Candymans, right, like, throughout time that were, like, brutally killed, and they come back and, and serve, can- like, the, the legend of Candyman. Which the ultimate one is Daniel Robitaille, the one from the first one. He is yeah. the original. He is the person that is... From my understanding with this film, which is a totally different uh, take on it than kind of what, what you would believe if you just saw the first three, is Daniel Robitaille is the, the original legend, and the other Candymen that are there are there to spread the legacy of Candyman, which ultimately, when you peel all of it back, is the Candyman that you know in Daniel Robitaille. Right. And w- which is so cool... Because, like, the new one that they do have is just as creepy. You know what I mean? Like, he, there was, like, some moments where, especially the stuff with the, that they do in the mirror. I'll just say at the critic's house, right? Yeah. Like, her apartment. And, like, the main character sees him in the mirror. And, like, you see his face and it's all, you know, bashed in and stuff. And, and like, uh, and he has, like, this creepy nice smile you know he has a really nice smile but it, it comes off creepy because he's just his face is all messed up i, I don't want to like spoil yeah. stuff, but it's 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 so socially relevant to to what's going oh. on today that yeah. that fact that that's going on and this movie was released um even before everything that happened last year that in and of itself hits a little bit differently when you watch the movie you know of of what happens and you know the mythology that has came out of Candyman in regards to this movie I think it's just it, it was an interesting way to do it and I really did like it now the one the one critic or I guess the one critique I have and is my same critique of of Halloween but I feel like the new Halloween that came out but I think Halloween did it a little bit better is a lot of times when they do these movies they they for some reason, and and it's okay, they try to make it their own, I get it, but there's nothing wrong with using the original music. There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting that original Philip Glass score and putting that predominantly in the movie. Yeah. Where that's the same problem I had with Halloween. There's no, no really Laurie's theme, no really Halloween theme. They went their own way. I feel like that one was a little bit more successful in the music terms because the first thing I did my fiance watched it today 
And I asked her, what did she really like about it? And the first thing she told me about the original one was the score. And that's yeah. my only problem with this one is there's musically, I don't, I don't feel like anybody's going to come out and remember any of the score that was in this. Well, uh, I, I totally agree. Like they do end up using the score at the very end of the movie. The very end, yeah. And, and what, especially when it's showing using like those silhouette puppets, like, like the legends of the Candyman. So, like, you see, like, the different uh, variations. Because at one point in the movie, the main character, he's an artist, and he's painting the different faces of the Candy Man legacy, right? So, you know, like, you have where he's doing Daniel, and then he's doing Sherman, and he, he does, like, a couple other ones. And so you see those, but then, like, it really goes into detail, in the credits and it's just showing how like what happened to them and and then them coming back as Candyman and dur- while they're showing all these silhouettes like the puppets it at the end they uh they're playing the Candyman theme from the first one here's here's kind of an interesting thing that I was thinking about when I was watching there's 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 actually a lot of uh Freddy versus Jason in it I think and in the sense of like Cabrini Green right yeah, I think the interesting thing about it is there's so many murders there when Heather Lyle was alive and all that other stuff. And so my mind's thinking about it. I'm like, well, what if they raised it to try to erase? Like maybe they figured out, found out about Candyman, right? And they're like, well, we, maybe we should just erase it, right? Because he's not he's not really relevant right right now when this movie's taking place, right? Right. It, it's pretty much it's pretty much the main character that brings him back. Yeah. So Anthony um, McCoy. It is very much like Freddy vs. Jason, where a lot of the teenagers forgot Freddy, right? Exactly, and, yep. And so it's kind of like that now with Candyman. A lot of people have forgotten the the legend of Candyman, and they're not saying it anymore, and, right? And those, that, and those that do refuse to even say it. Right. And so he does this art exhibit, and, be, and like all these people are coming to see it. And uh, at first, it's not really, it doesn't, it's not hitting its mark, right? It's not really, uh, like, the critic kind of bashes it at first. But then when people start saying Candyman and, like, the mur- these murders start happening, um, it starts to gain even more popularity to the point where, like, just random people are doing this Candyman thing, right? Like, the, you know, students and stuff, like, she was at the exhibit and then she probably heard about like, Oh, a couple of people did it and they were murdered. You know what I mean? So like, she's like, Oh, I should get my friends to do it. So like, so the legend is like growing again and people are doing it again. And so, uh, it's, it is like feeding Candyman, like the legacy of Candyman. Um, I, and I, I don't want to like give too much away, this is one of those movies I highly recommend seeing uh, no matter what. Like, when you told me today you were going to see it, because I know you were like, oh, man, I, I, I'm I, not sure if I'll get to see it or not. Um, when you were like, oh, I'm going to see it, I was like, oh, my God, thank God. I can't wait to talk to you about this. I, I was, was so... actively I was actively trying to figure out how I was going to get to see this because theaters, as much as I love them right now, you know, we're kind of we're kind of in a hot spot right now for this pandemic so right. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to figure out where to see it, where to see it, how to f- figure out like what's going on. And I found out my local drive-in was happening, which that in and of itself is a cool backdrop. Anyway, <laughs> being yeah. So as, as soon as I found that they were having a movie and, you know, sometimes they don't show like the newer movies. They're all about the old, the older movies a lot of times. And actually like right where we were, we were seeing Candyman and right behind us, they were watching one of the Harry Potters. So oh, yeah. A lot of times they don't have these these movies in there. So I looked, they had it in there, and I was like, I got to find a way there. So, yeah, that's that's exactly how that happened. And you know me, I mean, I just this movie in and of itself is 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 really good. Uh, I think it's it might be one of the better horror movies, uh, probably that I could think of in the last maybe twelve years. Yeah. Uh, so there are some good ones that have came out. Now, the one thing I will say is, when you're making a sequel to a franchise that is as beloved and as um I want to say this as unique as Candyman having a, a person of color be the center of the horror movie and you know the killer of it and I would argue if it's not the best horror movie of the 90s it's second it's got to be close i mean i think that and scream to me are like 1a and 1b yeah, but just how, what I feel, how groundbreaking that movie was, and not only that, when when you ask a lot of horror fans what movie scared you the most, they will say Candyman. Now, I'm not oh. sure if you know that, but I, I I know of at least. Well, my fiance's mother just told me today, so that's another one. That yeah. she goes, I love horror movies. She's like. But the one movie I can't do, I can't do Candyman. It just, it's, it's scared living hell out of her. And that's just because the way that Bernard Rose did it. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, whoo, <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I, I totally agree. I, this, this movie um, accomplished its goal, right? Like I, went in of course i was skeptical like will it work will it not work i don't know you know what i mean yeah Um, it worked and this had a totally different effect than when i came out of the halloween 2000 you know like the newest one and because the that halloween i came out of and i was like well it was it was okay but it was definitely overhyped for me (laughs) exactly (laughs) and yeah i agree um it just was, it was, it was just okay. Where this, I came out of, and I was like, that was like an, an amazing sequel and also just like an amazing story within itself. Um, it was just, it, it has a little bit of body horror going on, <laughs> but then also like the, the, you know, obviously like the, the ghost of Candyman like the haunting of Candyman in it. And so it's like, oh, it was so good. I don't know. I, I definitely want to see it again, probably a couple more times, <laughs> but um, it is for sure. My favorite Candyman sequel. Um, and I, yeah, I, I would definitely see that. And if they keep it going, right. If they, yeah. if they do like continue to do this um, into like a couple more movies or whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, Nia DaCosta um, and if she brings back uh, I can't think of the the main girl's name <laughs> I know it, it 
Tiona Paris, I, I think that's it. Uh, who she was like um, the art cur- curator, like slash Annie McCoy's girlfriend in it. Um, she Tiona Paris, like oh my gosh, she was phenomenal. And so if they bring her back, um, in, in like her and her brother, maybe like dive into like you know more of like her story, like they give you a little bit of her background, like with her and her father. Um, but like, even if that like tied into Candyman later on, like it would make sense. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like he's always saw her too. You know, but um, maybe there's I, a way to free him too. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking about maybe there's too. Like maybe a way to like. There... Yeah, oh, like because I'm you know obviously we don't we don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but like this is like one movie I highly recommend, and if they turn it into where they're doing like three Halloweens, right? Yeah. yeah so, like, nice. yeah, if they're going to do that route, I'm on board. Um, if it's, like, the same creative team, hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought Mia DaCosta, who, who was the director of this, um, she did amazing. You know, <laughs> like, I yeah, she's, loved she's awesome. the mirror stuff they were doing in the beginning. And, like, even the sky shots that were, like, reversed to make it look like... It, it was just so cool. Um, and then it, she really was able to capture a lot of like that fear that you feel. Um, and if I'm not even looking in the mirror and I'm not even saying Candyman and I'm still like, oh, why, why are you saying it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Um, and, and they build up the suspense with that. Like every time you're like, oh, come on, just don't. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do just, it. Just don't say it. I wish um, I got to see a little bit more of Candyman throughout it. That I guess that's a, a little bit of a gripe. I know that that's what the original, I, I feel like, did a little bit better. Is yeah. it, it showed it showed Candyman a little bit more, but at the same time, it was a it was an artist choice. So I'm not gonna fault him on it, but that's just personal preference, I guess, on my end. Yeah. No, dude. Overall, I have to say, it it. Uh, uh, let's go into it. So, what do you rate this movie? Ooh, uh, I'm trying to think here what I would I, I get bigger. I'm between I'm between two numbers, so come back to me. That way I have more time to decide. <laughs> okay. As a horror movie fan, and if you're a horror movie fan, this is, this is a 10 for me. Like, I loved it. I would go see this again. It has a really good rewatchability. Like I feel like it, it flows really well and it, it moves like fast enough that, um, like Chris said, there is a lot going on. But if you're paying attention to this movie and not like looking at your phone and then, you know what I mean, you're like literally paying attention to every detail that they're throwing at you. It um, it really has a great payoff. Um, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, I, I, that's my only gripe on it, though. I, I do feel like they do throw a lot at you, and I, I, I think you can follow it. And that's actually one of the the things too. Is I, I try not to, for me, I try not to look at my phone. That that might not be the case for some others when I'm watching a movie, but I, I do think that it was, it was just really, 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 um. I want to say there's just a lot of information that they, they throw at you 
But again, I was able to follow it pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Just, you know, paying attention and, and trying to piece together exactly the message that the director wanted. I was between an 8.9 and a nine. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking with the rewatchability of it, I think I, I think I could enjoy it. I like that they didn't disregard any of the sequels that came out. Right. So, I mean, I, I think I would, I'd give it a nine. I think, I think it's Hell a yeah. very solid score for, especially a horror movie. And I'm not even doing a, I mean, if I was doing a horror movie ranking, that would easily be a 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just as a regular movie, rewatchability of it, the directing style of it, the, the social commentary on it. Oh, I, mean, I can't talk about that what, enough. And yeah, that I mean, I feel like we didn't even like really touch the surface touched on of it, it a little bit. Yeah. But, but that's, that's yeah. the thing that the first movie did so well, too. Oh, yeah. And, and 100%. That's what I think that these movies are so iconic. It's why they are. Um, the how do I want to say it? The apex of horror movies are amongst the best ever when it comes to the horror genre, is because they do things that not other horror movies even try to do a commentary on. And yeah. both of these movies do it. And it's why the first one, like I said before, it's why the first one's so groundbreaking. And I would be shocked if in five years, when you go to horror movie conventions, and people are talking about horror movies. I'd be shocked if they don't mention this one. They should, in fact, mention this one over the Halloween 2018 movie. But that's uh, that's for another day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want people to think that, like we're trashing Halloween 2018. It's not so much that. Because we both are huge. I mean, you're probably, you and Rory are like the biggest Halloween fans that I know. Right? And so... um you guys even coming out and saying, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm like 50, 50, um, on like the, that new one. Um, cause I, I, I felt that way. And I was like, I liked it. It wasn't like, it didn't blow me away, but I, I did like it. And you guys felt the same. So I was like, all right, well, they're like the biggest Halloween fans and Adam Farley. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, trashing Halloween 2018 I'm just saying in comparison this is everything I wished Halloween was and um, and I wish I, I shouldn't even compare them but I'm just, it, well, I, I, mean, I, I love this movie I just it's love tough this not movie. to compare them though just because yeah. of they, they, they imply the same type of storytelling in terms of how to pick up from an original, right? Like they could benefit from it where something like Nightmare on Elm Street can't benefit from picking up from the original, in my opinion. Right. I think Nightmare on Elm Street would have a very hard time picking up from the original story. Right. But I think that these, that is in the, the way that you can compare them. But that being said, I mean, again, back to this movie, this movie is, is awesome. And I'm just happy because if you are just a, uh, fan that is just coming into horror movies or you're a casual fan you're gonna know now but you know that this that there probably was i guess a prequel to this that was made in 1992 and hopefully you get to go check that one out too because again that one that one's just so groundbreaking and what a what a perfect person to cast is and this is the first thing i thought of too 
What a perfect person to cast in 1992 as Candyman and Tony Todd, who legitimately was the first person, the first horror uh, star I ever met was Tony Todd. What a great casting of that. What a perfect casting. And then in 2021, even though, of course, casting and filming was before that, you do it again and you get the perfect guy again. It's just so great. And not everybody can do these things because when you have horror icons that can talk, right, and they're so synonymous with roles, a lot of times when you try to put somebody else in them, it fails and it fails miserably. And this one, because of what they do and how they do it, and you have to go see the movie, I can't say anything else, it works. Yeah. And, and the lead actor, I'd give him, he's a, he's on uh, a roll, man. <laughs> like, he, he's, like, just crushing it in everything he's doing. Yeah, yeah, Abdul uh, Mateen II. Like, he is crushing it because he was amazing in Watchmen. So if you watched Watchmen... Uh, the TV show, yeah, he's phenomenal in that. Um, if you, watch- well, I remember when he was. Well, I was gonna say, I remember when he was he was cast. You and I were were both really on board with that. Oh yeah, because he was in Aquaman. And he was like one of the best parts of Aquaman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, um, and then he was in just a small part, but he was in The Greatest Showman as well. In and fact, so, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I seem to remember this. I I thought we actually came out of that and said he would be a good candy man. Oh. I'm almost it, positive that we had that conversation coming yeah. out. Um, <laughs> most likely because we talk about candy man so much. But I like uh, he he's on I like whatever he's doing. He's definitely like I'm up and coming. And he's like a guy to watch out for because holy shit, like he he carries this movie really well. I mean, the whole cast is great in this movie, but he he's like your lead. He can carry the whole movie no problem. You you feel for him, and then even when he's doing crappy stuff, you kind of laugh with him, you know. But yeah. like like when uh, the news mentions like the murders, and he's like, wow, they said my name on the news, and they're like. Dude, two people died. <laughs> like, but um, uh, but he, he was just—he was phenomenal. He was I, so I can't talk him up enough because he was—he was just awesome. I um, like the uh, the other the other thing I really 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 do like uh, is um they talk about Heather Lyle a lot in the first one, and <laughs> she kind of unknowingly does things that. <laughs> You don't really realize at the time, but then they start going through some of the stuff and you realize exactly like she, she, uh, she, she kind of contributed to a lot of stuff that she probably did not want to contribute to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Helen Nile, um, I love that they brought her story into it and the fact that they brought, um, Virginia Madsen into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because she comes back for like a small audio cam, like audio cameo. Yeah. But then you also have Vanessa Williams returning as Emery, and she like um, is only really in one scene, but she crushes, she crushes, and she doesn't look. She literally looks the same way she did in the nineties. <laughs> I know she like she didn't age at all. She looks the same like. 40 years oh no not 40 years but like 
30 some years later, you know, and um, I know it's, it's crazy. Uh, but with that being said, Chris, what would you like to plug? Well, I was just going to say you can follow us at Fourth Cut Reviews on Instagram. You can follow us at Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, we're trying to be a little bit more active on all of that. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is, yeah, just give us a follow there. And uh, if you ever want to be on the show, just send us a message and we'll try to make it happen. Yeah. We love talking about movies, whether we agree or disagree with you. Um, we, we don't take anything to heart. So like we could have good conversations. Um, <laughs> How about you? We're never, we're never like, you're wrong. And that's it. Like we, we love to discuss movies all the time. So yeah, hit us up. And then, um, I don't really have much to plug either. Cause I feel like, uh, you pretty much nailed all our fourth cut stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, please. Um, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate the help um, and, and the attention. So, uh, yeah, if you want to like and share with like friends, that'd be great. With that being said, as we always like to go out, we are movie reviewers first, entertainers second, but controllers over your opinions last. So, go watch the movie. Uh, thank you for listening, and we are Fourth Cut Reviews. A cut above the rest.